Section 11 of Mark Twain in the New York Times, Part 1, 1867 to 1879. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Mark Twain in the New York Times, Part 1, Section 11, November 29, 1874, Sociable Jimmy, read by John Greenman. Sociable Jimmy. I sent the following home in a private letter some time ago from a certain little village. It was in the days when I was a public lecturer. I did it because I wished to preserve the memory of the most artless, sociable, and exhaustless talker I ever came across. He did not tell me a single remarkable thing, or one that was worth remembering, and yet he was himself so interested in his small marvels and they flowed so naturally and comfortably from his lips that his talk got the upper hand of my interest too and i listened as one who receives a revelation i took down what he had to say just as he said it without altering a word or adding one i had my supper in my room this evening as usual and they sent up a bright, simple, guileless little darky boy to wait on me, ten years old, a wide-eyed, observant little chap. I said, What is your name, my boy? They calls me Jimmy, sir, but right name's James, sir. I said, Sit down there, Jimmy. I'll not want you just yet. He sat down in a big armchair, hung both his legs over one of the arms, and looked comfortable and conversational. I said, Did you have a pleasant Christmas, Jimmy? No, sir, not exactly. I was kind of sick then. But the rest of people, they had a good time. Most all of them had a good time. They all got drunk. They all gets drunk here every Christmas, and carries on as, as awful good times. So you were sick and lost it all. But unless you were very sick, I should think that if you had asked the doctor, he might have let you get, get a little drunk and, Oh, no, sir, I don't never get drunk. It's de white folks. Them's de ones I mean. Pa used to get drunk, but that was before I was big. But he's done quit. He don't get drunk no more now just takes one sip in the morning now cause his stomach riles up he sleeps so sound just one sip over to the saloon every morning he's powerful sickly powerful sometimes can't hardly get around he can't he goes to the doctor every week over to ragtown and one time he took some stuff you know and it might have near fetched him ain't it dish yer blue vittles that's pison ain't that it truck what you pisons cats with yes uh, blue vittles vitriol is a very convincing article with a cat well then that was it the old man he took the bottle and shook it and shook it he seed it was blue and he didn't know but it was blue mass which he took most always blue mass pills but then he expected maybe dis here truck might be some other kind of old blue stuff and so he sat the bottle down and, and tried if it weren't 
blue vittles shown off when the doctor come and the doctor he say if he had took that blue vittles it would a heisted him sure people can't be too particular about such things yes indeedy we ain't got no cats here about this hotel bill he don't like em he can't stand a cat no way if he was to catch one he'd slam it out in the winder in a minute yes he would bill's down on cats so is the gals waiter gals when they catches a cat bum around here they just scoops em deed they do they snake em into the cistern they's been cats drowned in dat water dat's in your pitcher i see the cat in there yesterday all swelled up like a puddin i bet you dem gals done dat ma says if dey was to drown de cat for her de first one of em she ketched she'd jam her into the cistern long wid de cat ma wouldn't do that i don't reckon but deed and double she said she would i can't kill a chicken well i can wring its neck off cause that don't make em no sufferings ghastly but i can't take and chop de heads off like some people can makes me feel so so well i can see that chicken night so i can't sleep mr dunlap he's de richest man in dis town some people says dey's four thousand people in dis town dis city but bill says tain't but bout thirty-three hundred and bill he knows cause he's lived here all his life though they do say he won't never set the river on fire i don't know how they find out i wouldn't like to count all dem people some folks says dis town would be considerable bigger if it warn't on accounts of so much land all round it that ain't got no houses on it this in perfect seriousness dense simplicity no idea of a joke i reckon you see dat church as you come along up street dat's an awful big church awful high steeple and it's all solid stone except just the top part the steeple i means that's wood it falls off when the wind blows pooty hard and one time it stuck in a cow's back and busted a cow all to mischief it's going to kill somebody it that steeple is a man big man he was bigger than what bill is he tuck it up there and fixed it again he didn't look no bigger than a boy he was so high up that steeple's awful high if you look out the window you can see it i looked out and was speechless with awe and admiration which gratified jimmy beyond expression wonderful steeple was some sixty or seventy feet high and had a clock face on it you see dat arrer on top of dat steeple well sir dat arrer is pooty high as big as dis door door i seed it when they pulled it out in the cow it must be awful to stand in dat steeple when the clock is strikin they say it is booms and jars so you think the world's comin to an end i wouldn't like to be up there when the clocks are strikin and that clock ain't just a striker like these common clocks it's a bell it's the regular bell and it's a buster you can hear that bell all over this city you ought to hear it boom 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 when days a fire uh, my sakes they ain't got no bell like that in ragtown i been to ragtown i been most halfway to dockery thirty miles de bell in ragtown's got sold now she don't make no sound scarcely enter the landlord a kindly man verging toward fifty 
my small friend without changing position says bill didn't you say dat dey was only thirty three hundred people in dis city yes about thirty three hundred is the population now well some folks says dey's four thousand yes i know they do but it isn't correct bill i don't think this gentleman can eat a whole prairie chicken but de told me to fetch it all up yes that's right he ordered it exit bill leaving me comfortable for i had been perishing to know who bill was bill he's de oldest and he's de best too dey's fourteen in dis family all boys and gals bill he spotes them all and he done never complain he's real good bill is all dem brothers and sisters of his ain't no account all cept dat little teeny one dat fetched in dat milk dat's kit sah she ain't only nine year old but she's de most ladylike one in the whole billin you don't never see kit rarin and a chargin round and kickin up her heels like de rest of de gals in dis family does generally dat was nan dat you hearin cuttin dem shines on piano a while ago and sometimes she don't rassle dat piano when she gets started tab can't hold a candle to her but tab can sing like de very nation she's de only one in dis family dat can sing you don't never hear a yelp out in nan nan can't sing for shucks i just leaves here a tomcat dat's got scalded dey's fourteen in dis family sides de old man and de old woman all brothers and sisters but some em don't live here though bill he sports them lends em money and pays debts and heps em long tell you bill he's real good dey all gets drunk all except bill de old man he gets drunk too same as de rest of em bob he don't get drunk much just sloshes round de saloons some and takes a dram sometimes bob he's next to bill bout forty years old dey's all married all de family's married cept some of de gals dere's fourteen it's de biggest family in dese parts dey say dere's bill bill nubbles nubbles is de name bill and grig and duke and bob and nan and tab and kit and sol and si and phil and puss and jake and sal sal she's married and got chillin as big as eyes and and hoss nubbles he's de lass hoss is what they most always call him but he's got another name dat i somehow disremember it's so kind of hard to get the hang of it then observing that i had been taking down the extraordinary list of nicknames for adults he said but in de mornin i can ask bill what's hoss's other name and then i'll come up and tell you when i fetches your breakfast and maybe i done got some of them names mixed up but bill he can tell me days fourteen by this time he was starting off with the waiter and a pecuniary consideration for his sociability and as he went out he paused a moment and said dad fetch it somehow dat other name don't come but anyways you just read them names over and see if dey's fourteen i read the list from the fly-leaf of longfellow's new england tragedies that's right sah dey's all down i'll fetch up hoss's other name in the mornin sah don't you be uneasy exit whistling listen to the mockingbird 
End of section 11, November 29, 1874. Sociable Jimmy. Read by John Greenman.